You are listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, Birmingham, Alabama. We can carry on talking, can't we? We can think of another subject to talk about. Well, earlier on, you mentioned you have a business. I do. It's called Extraordinary. It's called Extraordinary Connections with Cheryl Ann. And let's see, I started. Well, I actually um, established my business in 2009, and it really took off more so in 2011 because, with anyone that knows, when you first start out in business, there's a lot of groundwork, marketing and selling yourself and, you know, getting um, the financial, uh, you know, backings and things of that nature. So you're basically growing your business. So uh, my business really took off like, like about a couple months into 2010 after I did all the research and got everything in place and bought the site. Well, actually I had the website built from a web designer. And then of course, you know, I had to get brochures. I had to get cards. I had to get in the newspaper. I had to get in the phone book and all sorts of things. And I did it around um, my uh, rearing of my son and getting him through high school and uh, taking care of friends and all sorts of things. So it really didn't really take off and, and really go cool. And if, they, and if you are, if you are selected to com- effectively communicate with them, it's based on trust. It's based on, and it's clearly based on their, your heart while you're in it and why you're doing what you're doing. Now, they will not communicate with anybody effectively. You know, out there uh, trying to communicate with them for the wrong reasons. Period. End of story. I thought. I thought. I because I, I just thought that it's an inch that, like you say, we, we're very willing to accept that. And the, the, the other, and also, as you know, during the Victorian times, over in mm-hmm. England, death was embraced. It was, right. um, it, it was like you could talk about it. It was accepted. Everyone wore black in, in um, right. respect for the Queen's husband dying, Prince Albert. Yeah, nobody queried it. No one questioned it. Everybody talked about it. Right. But now it's in, it, it's the final frontier. The real final frontier that people, everyone's going to do it. Everyone's going to reach this point, no matter who you are, yeah. what creed you are, what color you are, what person you are. We're all going to reach this end. It, 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 when it happens, we won't know because I believe there's a clock out there or a book. And if your number's up, it's up. Yeah. What do you think of that? What do you think, Cheryl? Well, you know, the, the thing about that is is that, 
you know, when your number's up, your number's up. A lot of people, well, you know, it's really frustrating with the job that I do is that people just don't understand that when it's our time, it's our time. And a lot of people feel so guilty and guilt-ridden when somebody is passing away for all the things that they obviously didn't take the time to do while they were still living. Um, and what's really sad is that, you know, we try to extend people's lives for our own selfish reasons. And, um, you know, they're, they're over here or they're, you know, people are laying there going, you know, if they're ready, they're ready. And, you know, and I have my own theory and belief on suicide. A lot of people, when they decide to end their life, is because that's when they're ready to go home. Period. End of story. And then, of course, there are people that constantly try to figure out why they did it. Or, man, there must have been some kind of no left. Or, how about this? Well, why didn't they tell me? I didn't see the signs. Well, guess what? Maybe you weren't really noticing. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Well, I'll tell you a little something about that, because I used to work in mental health. I worked in mental health for 10 years with very severely ill, mentally ill people. Back, well, if I went back now and I was to go back to, say, I don't know, 30 years from ago, I would say to people, oh, I'm going to talk to someone over a phone that's so powerful it's more powerful than the computers that sent man to the moon. They probably right. locked me up. See, people don't think about things like that. Sure that. I, I totally, yeah, absolutely. I support that statement. Now, Cheryl, um, how do you find it mixing in your what you do with your family life. Is it complicated sometimes? Oh my goodness. When I first came out with what I could uh, do, it was very freaky to my family. Um, it actually happened in um, late December of uh, 1970 when I had a Pre, uh, pre-dream is what I call it, or, or vision. Um, I was laying in bed and, you know, I was, you know, getting ready to go to sleep. And I had, I had a vision of my own brother in his death, his, his, him laying in a coffin and the funeral. And I knew he was going to die. And so I approached my mom. And explained to her that, you know, I got up out of bed and explained it to her, of course. And she, she said, oh, sure, I'll go back to bed. You know, you're just dreaming. You're having a nightmare. Well, understand me, my brother Pat was my best friend in the family. We had, you know, eight, eight kids, me being the runt, the child, at the end of the food chain. <laughs> so Pat and I were... Um, best friends and he had a twin his name was Mike well I had that dream and on January 23rd 1971 at 123 in the morning 
Sorry to interrupt you, but we'll be going to a break soon. So what I'm going okay. to suggest, could you tell uh -huh. me that little bit after the break? I, d I don't mean to be rude, but I do apologise. Cheryl probably Ooh, thinks now, that, that English man is very rude. I should never speak to him again. Oh, I should, whatever. I should... I should chuck. I should chuck his <laughs> shoes. Shoes in the bin and tie knots in it. <laughs> but then I, I, that was very interesting what you were saying, and I would like to know more of when the break comes. But um, I think there's some very interesting information out there about um, the uh, mediums. I think people should look it up. More. Now, do you think that I'll, I'll go in there later after the break? What do you think of the word medium? Do you think so? I shall ask you a little bit about that. Um, yes, absolutely. Because I think that's an interesting concept. I've got 30 seconds to talk. How oh, long okay. can I talk for 30 seconds? We have 30 seconds to advert time. On W B H M dash D B from Birmingham, Alabama. We're going for an advert soon, folks. Enjoy. We'll be back more with more chat with me, myself, and Cheryl will tell us some more of what she was saying about earlier. Thank you. See you after the break, folks. Bye bye. You are listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk only on Paranormal Experience Radio. Anthony. Broadcasting live, live, live Anthony. out of Birmingham, Right now, my 
Yeah. And they're gonna eat you. Oh no, birds are gonna hear me and say it's fine and my talent. <laughs> I'm like picking up the fish and biting it because I couldn't start to the show at the same time. You know, hold on to the phone and all to be able to hear well. <laughs> he says he can hear us talking. <laughs> Good, you can hear me talking to my friend Crystal from next door. Just holler at me when you or text me and let me know when you're going back on. Okay, Coke. I will. Oh. Oh, what? I will tell you. I'm trying to whisper very badly. <laughs> well, do you have a question? Oh, anything. Oh, God, I wish I had to do it. Oh. Well, I was naughty. No. Oh, the car door. Huh? WBHM Digital Broadcasting, Birmingham, Alabama. You know, I was born in 1960. So you're looking at, you know, the age of 19 back then, you know, uh, it was considered a mental disability or mental issue. And it wasn't until in my 30s that I had gone actually to a psychiatrist and I also uh, did some testing and then went into my church to make sure, for one, 
the psychologist that I did not have schizophrenia. And I sat and read my psychologist to the point where he literally asked me to leave the, um, the conversation and, and leave his office. And the things I told him, nobody could have ever known except him. And so but I moved forward to doing some testing in Denver, Colorado, because I lived at the time in Colorado, and um, I seeked out people that did metaphysics, or they would study um, people that were highly intuitive, and I was tested on a high level, a higher level of um, intellect, as well as um, being able to effectively know things prior to them happening, and it was obviously, I was obviously cleared that I wasn't having any mental issues, and then I went to my church, and the first church with my family, of course, my family was 100% down once they realized that, oh my goodness, Cheryl did, Cheryl does have something, but they didn't know how to label it, well, so then I went to my church, the first church, it was an evangelical church, and um, after I talked to my pastors about it, they were like, we want you to read Chronicles and Acts in the Bible. And then if you're practicing any of these items that are listed biblically, then we'll have to do an exorcism. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay. So I went home and did my homework and I studied and went back and told them that none of the things in Acts and Chronicles applied to me. I wasn't talking in tongues. My eyes were not rolling back and I wasn't growling. Um, so then they told me I, I couldn't go to that church anymore. So then I found a church that supported prophesizing people and my family literally once, like I said, once they realized that, you know, that there was something obviously different, then they were very much on board. And in fact, my sister, um, Joni from California, she was living in California at the time, had a friend that her husband had been shot and murdered, shot and murdered, and they could not figure out, you know, some of the case, and she, that was the first time I did a investigative case for a murder, and I was able to talk to the lady over the phone. And before she even told me anything that happened, I told her exactly what happened. And the errors that were in the case discoveries that the police department overlooked and or didn't even consider. So that's when my sister Joni was completely blown away. And then my sister Cindy got more involved in the last 10 years because of all the ghosts. Uh, shows on TV, you know, the kind that are scripted. Um, So she got involved in that direction, and then she's been on several investigations with me. She's even had me investigate her home at one time when she had some stuff going on. Um, Yeah, and then my brother, Vance, um, you know, he asked me, you know, there was a specific statement that my our brother Mike would say to him before they would go to bed at night and that was his way of 
asking for validation of who I am, you know? And so ironically, about two weeks before that event, we, I had gone to a place in Denton, Nebraska, and I did a investigation with my sister, Cindy and Joni and another friend of mine. And while I was there, um, I talked to my brother, Pat, and then people were to go to my Facebook page and search for the pictures where I'm literally touching, almost touching in my hands, an orb the size of a basketball while effectively communicating with my brother, Pat, at the same time. And it was being heard, you know, over the SB7, and it was also being recorded, filmed that I come to find out later after I did that investigation and spoke to my own brother about his suicide, which ended up not to be a suicide. He said, absolutely not. You see my brother Pat at that time at 19, when he committed, supposedly committed suicide, he had his right arm or I mean his left arm, excuse me, his left arm. He could not raise above the level of his own shoulder because it had been damaged when he was a child. So he had like a muscle deficiency. So when when he hung himself, there was no way he could have done it on his own. And not only that, in the room that he did it in a uh, commercial building, there were two sets of footprints um, in the room in the dust. And I knew he did not commit suicide. And I point blank asked him, you know, and I talked to him, and he was like, no. When I asked him, did you commit suicide, it was no, very loud. And I asked, I said, did you have any help? And my sisters are there with me, and we're all just totally blown away. And the voice, you got to understand, when you have a family member come through, you never forget the voice. And it was his voice. And so we find out later like a, maybe a week later when I was talking to my brother Vance, he said, okay. He said, if you're who you really say you are, he said, I want to know what my brother Mike would say to me and Pat would say to me before at night when we would talk on the phone. What would we always say to each other before we, you know, hang up? And I said, well, Pat told me that the the quoted words were, I love you, my brother. Talk tomorrow. And that's exactly what validated who I am with my own family, especially Vance. And then Cindy and Joni, my sisters, were there during that investigation. They heard it all. They witnessed it all. So now my family is just like, you know, and that's, gosh, that's, that, that actually happened like uh, 10 years ago. Now my family are totally on board with what I do. Because they've seen my work, they've actually witnessed how I work, and they've been on ghost adventures with me, and and it just floors them, you know, that their baby sister, like I said, I'm the runt of the family, that, you know, this bizarre event happened, and now I'm so different, you know, compared to them with this gift that I have. Oh, very interesting show. I'd like to just make the following statement. If you are feeling suicidal, please seek help. It's very important that you Absolutely. find someone to talk to. Absolutely. I thought I'd just add, I, I just thought I'd add that in. 
Um, um, also, before the break, we was going to discuss the word medium. Now, what do you think of that word? Do you think it should be used, or do you think there should be another definition? Um, what do I think of the word medium? Well, yeah, I'm going to make you laugh. Um, the word medium to me reminds me of a medium in the middle of the road. Okay, it divides you. It divides your personality, and it divides you from reality to the afterlife. So when people say the word medium, I automatically go to that picture in my head, and it makes perfect sense because, you know, we can communicate effectively and see and talk, you know, on both sides of the street. <laughs> is what I say, or both sides of the road. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I, I just roll with it. Um, I'm not one of those people to, uh, oh, how do I want to say label? You know, I'm not, I just, when I, when people ask me, you know, what, what, what happens to me during a reading or what do I feel? What do, you know, how it works for me? And I say, well, kind of like, if you can imagine just for a moment, um, let's just say you're sitting there and all of a sudden you see partial parts of a movie on TV and then the signal goes away and then all of a sudden it comes back and you see the end of the story or you start seeing more pieces of the, the story and you end up having to put it all together to make sense. That's kind of like what happens to me when I start seeing the vision, to having the vision to be able to see. It's kind of like a chopped movie at times, depending on how strong the uh in or the spirit that I'm working with when people first pass away like especially children they're not as strong and effective in communication it's almost like they have to grow up like we'd grow up in the world today they get stronger and sometimes when I'm working with a child it's really very difficult because it's choppy it can come in choppy and then I have to Cheryl. work yeah. Can I just intervene that we're going to have, go for a break in 30 seconds? I'm oh, sorry about this. Okay. But that's the trouble. We have to go for breaks because that's part of the condition of the show. Mm-hmm. And I shall say you are listening to WBHM-DB from Birmingham, Alabama. And we are now going for a break. And turn off our microphones.
are listening to WBHM, digital broadcasting, the best in paranormal talk only on Paranormal Experience Radio, broadcasting live, live, live out of Birmingham, Alabama. Hello, people. Can you hear me? I am back on. I am live now. I should just tell Cheryl we're back on. Because she, she's, unfortunately, she might, might muted her mic while we're there. So I'm going to turn in to see her. I won't be long, folks. Don't worry. Don't disappear on me. Yes, um, I am going to go to Facebook Messenger, you know. And I'm going to tell Cheryl to turn her mic on. I'm right here. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Right, Cheryl. I'm going to ask you, can you tell me where people can find a lot more about you? Where they can search you, find out information about you? Oh, my. They can go on Facebook and they can type in Cheryl Ann Elliot Fletcher. They can go there and or they can go to Facebook and find me under Extraordinary Connections. Or they can um, go to my professional website. It's called Extraordinary Connections with Cheryl Ann.com. Or if they would like to reach out for a reading or they oh. just want to get get some uh, more information they're always welcome to call me on my phone at 402 217 sure, we have a question sorry sir we have a question from vincent vincent has asked if it was a way to know if odd faults popping in my head while at jail are my own or influenced by ghosts are they induced by ghosts if he hears yes. voices in his head Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, absolutely. A cat has put, I like to know if outside influences are having effects on work effects, efforts. Absolutely. Yes, you can have, in fact, let me just emphasize on when you are in an area with a high uh, storm effect, like energy in the um, universe, it can definitely um, affect you in many different ways. It can either enhance your ability or it can um, sometimes like, you know, sometimes we hear static. It can be static. It can also um, make you feel different. Like um, almost kind of like you're in a state of mind where you're not sure because you have something influencing the outcome of what you're trying to achieve. So when you have those feelings, you need to just stop, take a second, take a breath, and refocus on just like almost like a meditative state, and you'll be able to reconnect with what you're supposed to reconnect with. Now I have a, um, I have animals, and I seriously believe that animals are truly more psychic than us so-called humans. 
Have you had had the same experiences like that about animals? Absolutely. In fact, I have cats. I have found that cats are more receptive than a dog in my own experiences. I've actually had a dog go with me on an investigation. And, you know, the dog did pretty darn good. But then I took a cat on an investigation on a leash. And the cat would focus in areas that the dog wouldn't. And every time I would go and connect in that area toward what the cat was showing me or acting the behavior, it always proved out for me a lot more strong. So I believe, oh, absolutely, animals can see, they can hear things, they sense things about, oh, my gosh, my goodness, I can't even put it on a scale, you know, to measure now, how good they now, are. Kat has asked another question. Is there a particular guide she feels is stronger with with better information from? As a particular, I'm say, say it again, Mark. Well, I'll do it again. Sorry, folks, this is a re-edit. Is there a particular guide she feels is stronger with better information from? A particular guide? Well, when I I talk to my spirit guides, and they're um, in my opinion, with what I've endured, has always been more spiritually uh, guided or driven. Um, when I I have for your listener a exercise that has been proven to be very effective. If that person that asked the question would stand flat-footed on a flat surface, shut their eyes, and put out their hands or their arms level straight out and not in front of them, but side to side, and ask their spirit guide to their questions. And I clearly say, you know, when I talk to mine, I say things like, you know, is tomorrow going to be a great day? If so, push me forward. And then you have to become completely calm. And when you feel the push, you'll feel it slightly. And then you ask again for a stronger push. And eventually you will be pushed forward pretty hard. And there's no one behind you except your spirit guide. Now, if you have a no, you want to know, you know, you can say yes or no. Well, no, push me back, or yes, push me forward. And it works perfectly. The, the bit about the jail earlier on was from uh, Shelley Robinson's um, husband, Vincent, because they, they um, operate from a, a, an old jail they do their podcast from. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's haunted. Okay. Um, uh, I'm trying to get a bit more information. Okay. Information. Just turn, asking Shelley for information. If Shelley's there, please give us information. She probably will answer me soon, so we'll discuss something else while we're waiting for the information. Okay. Now, as we were saying about pets, we've covered. Now, 
orbs. Now, orbs is a very strange and very controversial subject. Well, I found it very controversial. Some time ago, we I used to attend a thing called Weird Weekend, which was basically like a where they discuss theories and different things. And orbs was one of the talks. And during the bit mm-hmm. about orbs, it was discussed about the fact that it could be a trick of the camera, dust, and all sorts of other things involved. Now, do you? I know you do. I seriously believe in orbs. I do understand that. Yeah. Oh, I've just got yep. a question from Shelley. Shelley asked about the Gary Murray birthday event. What can be said or be present to maximise his position when we address him? Is he the man found hung in jail at private reservation for his birthday? Absolutely. And it's at the old. And she is based at the old P A U L D I N G jail, Pollinding. I hope I said that right. Sorry if I haven't. Ohio, and it's Shirley Burke Robinson. Ghost Talk Radio with 187 PI. They are. Now you know some more information. I think you'll make a fantastic guest on the show. Perhaps you could do a possible psychic investigation. Okay. <laughs> That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I wonder, that if that's possible. I wonder if you can possibly do one over over a radio. I don't think that's possible. Is it possible to do it over radio? Oh, absolutely. And in fact, Mark, uh, your listeners, I have a little short story. To kind of back that up that I can remote view. Um, while in New York visiting my son in the Army, um, my friend J.D. and Jim Beck were at the haunted Ferrar School in Ferrar, Iowa. And J.D., you know, I'd been working with him for years. And they happened to go there one night. And um, J.D. texted me. And he said, Cheryl, we're not having any activity. What, where should we go? You know, what should we do? And I said, well, you're not in the light, you're not in the right location. You need to move over to this particular area. And I said, in any second now, you're going to hear, hear a very large bang. And just after I said that, he texted me and he said verbatim, oh my God, we just heard it. And they figured out it was the uh, the lockers in the hallway at the school that they slammed shut really hard. And then then he said, where else should we go? Oh, my God, this is getting crazy. And I said, well, you need to go down to the, the, to the um, boiler room. I said, when you get down there, you know, they had to go down a level to the, to the boiler room in this old abandoned school. And I said, when you get down there, you're going to have a lot of orbs. You're going to have a lot of uh, rock throwing, pieces of rock. And the flooring, of course, is cement. So it's, you know, old. And, it, and the janitor, um, who I proved, along with the principal of the school, were abusing the children. There was molestation. There was um, um, a teacher... One of the staff members had been raped and had a child. 
um, in the staff, um, you know, the members of the staff, and that children um, at school back in the early days of 30s and 40s were being punished in ways that were inhumane. And I came out with a documentary on that, and it proved out to be very accurate. This is why I like paranormal. As I say, I've, I've fallen into it, as you know, my backstory. I, I presume you know about it. I did I tell you about my coma, didn't I? And the, and the uh, ladies, the woman's voice I heard. Yeah. Did I tell you that? Yes, I did, didn't I? I think you did mention well, anyway, some of it. Well, I'll mention it again in case people didn't hear it last week. Basically, some time ago, I was in a coma with blood sugar 124. At the time, my wife was told I was going to die. Obviously, she kept the faith. And whilst I was in the coma, I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since. And I had the overwhelming feeling to wake up. Now, I seriously believe that was my guardian angel or spirit guide. I believe and, that was the guide. Definitely. And also, once I was in the coma, I was neither in the real world or the next world. Well, it sounds like it to me. I've I've talked to quite a lot of people, like like yourself, Shelley, about near-death experiences, and I think we should form a little club. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there, would you like to come on my radio show and we'll have a near-death experience session? I think that would be very interesting. What do you think, Cheryl? I think that would be really cool to have, you know, to try to incorporate maybe even a few guests at the same time and you know, have a um, a psychic chat. I think that would be very interesting. I think listeners would listen into that because a lot, I I, might, I, don't, I wouldn't judge anybody. I don't judge people because if you haven't, because in life we get judged anyway. Right. And that's very important. My my granddad when he, he was alive always said to me. Be kind to people. Be polite to people. If you got things wrong, just admit it. Mhm. What do you think? I believe that's a hundred percent accurate. You know, I, this is what I tell people too, Mark. That's really super important for people to understand while they're still living. The way you're treating people now, it does carry over. So when you have these angry spirits that try to connect with you, they've had bad behaviors in the now time, in their lifetime. So when they pass, people always ask, gosh, why are they so angry? Or why why, why do they have to throw things? Or, you know, when you're trying to communicate and, and why are their behavior, why are they acting this way? That's the way you got to stop and think. You've got to do the research as to why they died or how they died and and learn about their history. Well, we've got questions from Shelley again. Okay. Shelley, would, 
would like to know if in 1998 was Gary Murray murdered or did he truly hang himself? He truly hung himself. Well, that was short and sweet. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a short and sweet answer, folks. Direct to the no, point. Not exactly. No because I don't. When when I'm, people ask me, I just know right away. I no, I, I wasn't being funny, Cheryl. I, I, no, it's better to be straight to the point. No <laughs> BS. I'll say the word BS because I won't say the proper word because I will be right. taken off of there. Um, <laughs> right. I noticed. I noticed certain words you can't say over in America, which okay. is strange and weird. Because if you, I, I'm a great fan of wrestling, I don't know if you watch wrestling, WWE and TNA and all that kind of stuff. No, I and watch I remember, MMA. <laughs> and I remember the days when they could get away with literally murder, right? With the old, what they used to call, I think you called it in America, smack talk. Is that correct term? Yep, yep. or slang. Yes. I could talk in slang, but if I did, nobody would understand what what I was talking about. I'm right. actually talking a little bit more slower than normal. Because if I talk like that properly, you know what I mean? Like, you know, okay, Gov, he might not understand me a bit more. That's appreciated. <laughs> Because <laughs> he just went, ah, oh, I got 15 seconds. So, 15 seconds. What can I do in 15 seconds? Well, I could just say WBHM DB from Birmingham, Alabama. We go to an effort break, folks. Be back in soon. <laughs> in, in, two, in two minutes. For more with Cheryl and myself, Mark. Please listen. Bye-bye. And don't forget to turn your mic off, Cheryl.
You are listening to WBHM Digital Broadcasting. The best in paranormal talk radio. going live now. I'll just tell Cheryl again. Cheryl, are you out there? I am right here, Mark. Hi. Hi. It's very, it's very interesting when you do live radio, when they say, go back to you, you think, oh no, I've got to turn my mic off. Oh my God, panic, panic. I don't panic too much, folks. I think, I, I think I'm coping okay. Cheryl, can, can you judge what you think of the show so far? Be honest. I'm having a blast. Are you? Yes. That's what it's all about. Having a bit of fun and talking seriously at the same time. Because you've got to have both. Because that's uh-huh. what life is. Because if you're too serious, people are going to go, oh, no, not that again. It's like when you watch a really long film. If a long film's like three hours long, you're, within the two hours, you start going, hmm, I think I've seen this film before. I know the end. The girl kisses the boy. The boy kisses the girl. And they all walk away happily ever after. Or if it's a musical, they probably go, hello, my dear. How are you? I love you too. I shall go away. We'll be happy ever after. See, I can't sing, but I try. Cheryl's just going off now because she's thinking, mm, do I really want to stoop here? <laughs> no, I'm having a great time. Now, Cheryl, have you got any hidden abilities? That you, besides your psychic ones, say, are you musical or do you do comedy or anything that you think, hmm, I wonder if I should give that a try. You could give it a try now. Well, I tell you what, my other abilities, I'm a painter. I discovered my art ability in uh, a class that I took for an elective in uh, at the university I attend. And I paint. When I paint with acrylic, um, the art talent that I discovered that I had was very interesting at one point in time, which was about six months ago. I did a painting, what it looks like when I see in dimensional, um, in the afterlife, what it looks like dimensionally. And I posted that on my page quite a while back, but I'd be glad to repost it again so that people can see sometimes how I see things when they come through in different dimensional form. And then, um, so I put that talent to work to kind of give people a clear understanding what it looks like sometimes what I see. And then um, I also discovered, well, I've always had the hidden ability to write. I effectively write. I have my own blog. Um, It's called Moz the Boss at WordPress. So it's M A. Uh, Maz, M-A-Z, B as in boy, 
and then D is in dog, and then boss. So it would be boss. And then, I, of course, I um, I uh, definitely um, use that to write in. I'm a writer, and I love poetry. Um, you know, of course, writing a book, and then, of course. This is a big, this is a big one. Um, I moved out of Lincoln, Nebraska into the country, been out there a year, and I've had more UFO, UFO experiences that I've had in my lifetime. One event happened one night. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was out in the middle of a cornfield with the cows, and there's no explanation for me getting out there. I do not sleepwalk. I, you know, at night after that event, I decided I was going to get out my camera and film and um, IR lighting. And I've done it every night since, and I have not once uh, done any type of sleepwalking. But I want to tell you that after that event happened, it happened at 3.30 in the morning. I couldn't go back to sleep. I stayed up. And then the following night, when I went to go to bed, which was about midnight, I thought, you know, I'm just going to go outside and do some photo taking because something prompted me to do so. And as I was going out my back door, I had my camera ready because I knew something wasn't right out back in the cornfield. And I took a picture on my phone that is clearly a face of an alien. And I didn't really realize what I had captured until the next day, but I have a A, class A picture of an alien face right in front of me, right in front of me. And the, the minute truth is I out there. And when I snapped got, that photo. I have a question from Vincent again. Okay. Sorry to interfere. But, sorry, Cheryl. I'm a very erratic person. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Okay. Vincent asks, what spirit is turning the lights on and off at the jail? By name, if you can, please. Very odd question. His name is Rick, and um, he's an old inmate. Um, was in for a robbery. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> Oh, well, I yeah, see. I was, uh, tell him, tell him too that he was a quite the troublemaker. He did a lot of wheeling and dealing in there too, especially with cigarette exchange. And he would trade food, and he would steal and pickpocket people, you know, while there. So he he was quite the uh, quite the what I want to say like a brat. <laughs> Alright. It's also asked, Vincent's asked, the spirits via the portal box told us to build a power grid so that they can manifest and be seen. What kind of power grid did they mean? That rhymed that, without him knowing it. Do you want me to say that again? Yes, do, because, yeah, say it again. Right. <clears throat> Vincent asked, the spirits via the portal box told us to build a power grid so they can manifest and be seen. What kind of power grid did they mean? See, it rhymed. I don't think he really meant it to mind, but it did rhyme. 
okay, when when they're talking like that or trying to com- effectively communicate like that with the power grid, they're, I'm sure they've heard of uh, Connect. And they need to be using Connect if they're not using it in their uh, investigations. They're wanting them, They okay, the spirits are wanting them to be able to see what they look like on Connect. Connect is a huge power grid. It's something that has been developed that is very accurate. I've seen it used. It's been used when I've effectively communicated with the afterlife. A power grid of that nature would be is what's needed. They are, what happens is that they show up in like six figures on a screen and the energy that they produce will effectively come up on the screen where they can actually interact with the spirit that way. Now, um, when people have used, when people have used dowsing rods, I don't believe in them because we create our own energy through those to make them move, especially if we have a lot of energy already stored up in ourselves. So those to me are not that effective. It's more, what you're doing to them and when it comes to any other source technology wise what's out there today is really good but connect is to me is one of the best yes i i yeah i i think paranormal equipment is quite expensive stuff i'm getting another question coming in soon so when i get the question i should ask say Sure, I have a question coming in. Does any trouble when you're waiting for the, the technology to write back? Writing, as we said earlier, is a lot slower than speech. Okay, Mark, repeat that, but slower. That's what we got five minutes. Now, do you wish to carry on or do you wish to go now and have some rest and sleep or whatever? Heck no, let's go five more minutes if we've got it. Let's do it. Okay, Joe. See, I always like to ask. That's the British thing, thing in me. We're very polite people. Uh-huh. And I had to explain to someone one day that what queuing meant. I see. Okay. Do you know what queue means? Yes, absolutely. What do you think it means? Well, if are you talking like if you need to cue somebody to say something and it's or effectively cued by a ghost spirit? Is that the direction you want to go? No, I meant the word Q U E as in lining up to to uh, what we do in Britain is we like line up and wait to get uh, be served. That's what the word Q means. But you can go on about the ghost thing. I quite in, that's quite interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, you know what? Uh, okay. What I have learned in all 47 years of living the life I live, when a ghost are cueing you, kind of like when you're playing a part in a movie, you know when to cue in and start your part. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Your cues. That they want to, uh, they want to communicate, is when they are tapping, knocking, moving things around, 
you know, uh, making, making it known. People don't realize sometimes that, you know, they're like in a location and they hear knocking. So they run and try to figure it out if they're, if it's uh, something to debunk. Well, you know, we, especially skeptics by rightfully so, they want to find out if it's real. Well, when they discover that the knocking or the something thrown in the dark and they can't see a human doing it, do know that they the ghosts cue you as if you're in a movie when to um, feel comfortable to talk to them. They're showing you signs and cues all the time. Like an example, you could be just outside, you know, like I am right now. I'm sitting on a porch. And um, their cue recently, while I've been sitting here with you, is, you know, I hear all the sounds and things around me that are normal outside. But believe it or not, you know, I'm being cued while we've been talking. And how I can tell you how I can tell you that is especially through electronics. Okay, so when we've been talking this whole time, my phone literally on the battery went from when I first started talking to you, it charged up to one hundred percent, you know, on my phone charger. And I took it off. I took it off. I had reached maximum of a hundred percent on my battery. And I have no applications open except this. My battery went from 100% down to 25%. And there's an obvious sign that something's draining my battery right there. That's a cue. And it's not wow. my phone. So what oh, sorry, I- Cheryl. We have one minute left. So I'm going to ask you yes. to sign off. How would you like to sign off? I would Should- like to first. I would like to say first to the listeners tonight how much I appreciated everybody listening to learn about me so that I could effectively educate people that need to understand how important it is is to take the afterlife as seriously as possible and treat them as if you wanted to be treated with kindness, with understanding, and and taking care of them as if they're still, I mean, literally living they really want your attention and people need to learn to pay attention and believe in what they're doing that's my final statement and i think you especially too mark and kath for everything tonight this has been a great show and i really do appreciate it thank you show i'd like to say one more thing thank you for being on my show it was so nice to chat to you you know it was fun, it was fun, we liked the information, we talked about ghosts, and we got them through on the station. We had a few problems, but we soon sorted them out. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say thank you, Cheryl and Kat, for a wonderful show, and goodbye, you know. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night, folks. Ta-ta. You are listening to WBHM.
digital broadcasting Just make sure Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Soon on air, folks. Just in case, I'll keep talking.